Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Well, Maureen, we're, we're very impressed, actually, that you've started this new health kick. Do you want to know? I can tell you a healthy little substitute, a little trick. Use Greek yogurt. I did that in the Niswar salad. It didn't really work very well for me. I'm going to let you into a little secret here, Maureen. The Greek yogurt wasn't the biggest problem with the Niswa salad, OK? I think we could start with the noodles. Right? <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Before we start the show, we would love to give a very special thank you to our brand new patrons. We have Heather and we have Grace. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon account. We uh, adore you. If you wish to be a patron, guess what? Blinking well can. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash WTB podcast and choose a bollock of your choosing and you can be part of the WTB gang. And uh, there'll be extra content coming your way as well as exciting news about new live shows later on in the year. Um, but before that, I'm going to hand over to Alison because we've got something else boiling away, haven't we? We do. Well, I mean, it is a live show on your computer. We have a Zoom new material night this coming Monday, April 5th. It will be our second one. Uh, I think our first one was a blast. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, we very much enjoyed it. That was a lot of enthusiasm. That was a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> I don't know what you wanted from me there. We had a great time. And so we are very much looking forward to our next one, April 5th, this Monday, with the amazing Zoe Lyons and Shazia Mirza. So you can get our ticket link on our Facebook page. Come join us 8 p.m. April 5th. So um, 
What has everyone been doing this week? Obviously, Maureen, you have been doing nothing but healthy eating from the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you go to sleep. How are you feeling in yourself? Um, I don't know. I'm drinking water as well, which I'm finding really difficult to drink a lot of water. I know Alison drinks loads because I'm trying to drink five glasses a day, but bloody hell. It is hard when you can when you think, oh, I could just have a coffee or a cup of tea. And then you think, so it, just, it just feels like you're putting fluid in your body for the sake of putting fluid in your body, doesn't it? There's no joy to it, is there? Unless, unless you're thirsty, which means you're dehydrated and that's a problem. When I drink more water, I think my skin looks better and I do feel like I've got actually weirdly more energy. I mean, look, I'm not a nutritionist, nor am I a dietitian, nor am I a doctor, but I'm, I think it's a proven fact that we need water to stay alive. I've heard this on the grapevine. <laughs> We're all very impressed, Maureen, that you've been eating healthily and drinking lots of water. And not only that, you've been upping your step game. I've been up. I went for a very long walk with Susan Murray, a fellow comedian, and it was great. Only I put the wrong shoes on, so I've managed to cut my feet. I think. Don't wear stilettos on a long walk. <laughs> what you consider to be comfortable footwear and what I consider to be comfortable footwear are very different. That's that's all there. Maureen, maybe you need to invest in some flat shoes. Maureen likes a comfortable kitten heel, is what Maureen likes. She <laughs> likes a comfy kitten heel to go on a nice little stroll. I was going to say, though, too, I'm impressed because you went walking with Susan Murray, which means you got double the exercise because I know you were talking, talking, talking. So you were walking and talking, which means actually you were burning far more calories than if you had walked on your own. Yeah, that is true. I do like a little kitten heel to walk and then I put on a slightly higher heel when I go to gigs. But at one gig, I actually bought two wrong shoes, so they were two different heels. How did that pan out in the gig, Maureen? <laughs> well, luckily, I had another spare pair of shoes, so I wore those instead. And they were also off-size. One was... A... <laughs> the ones I was going to take on stage, one heel was about two inches higher than the other. It's not a good look, to be honest. Maureen, that is absolutely classic, actually. Although this is, you know, I actually went to go and get my orthotic insoles fitted just so that we keep just really targeting our audience here of 40-plus. Uh, and... Um, I went to get my orthotic insoles uh, and I have one foot that's slightly not as good as the other foot. And she said, well, look, what we can do is we can lift the heel of this foot by putting this underneath it. And I said, so what? I would have one foot that's higher than the other. She said, I can see how that might cause problems later. I said, I'm not a podiatrist, but I can see how permanently having one foot higher than the other is not going to be good for my hips. So anyway, we've just had to, apparently I've just got to suck up the pain and... Uh, It'll be fine. Listen, you know, worst things happen at sea. And what is constant discomfort in life? It's nothing, is it? We can all cope. It's a small thing. Uh, I've noticed that if I just, if I'm not walking and I'm not using my feet, guess what? Actually, life is, is fine and life is sweet. So that's what I've decided to do. No longer use my feet. And then this won't, this won't be a problem anymore. Oh, what it is to age. Uh, um, I'd love different feet. If someone if someone has a spare pair that they'd like to send. I've got basically some kind of worn down metatarsal on my left foot. Um, I, I don't like to talk about it. And yet here we are talking about it. For everyone. <laughs> and as such, it means that my foot doesn't remain straight. It, it wobbles. It moves around. And then that causes problems with my knees and my hips. Oh, my goodness. So what I need, basically, is a very secure orthotic insole. <laughs> uh, and I can only wear it in certain shoes because it, you couldn't... Let's be honest, I couldn't wear it in a kitten heel. Can you imagine what? just this big orthotic insole? No. Hanging out the back of a... There's nothing you can't do in a kitten heel. Come on, come on. Well, apart from actually walk, Alison, that's one <laughs> thing I can't do in a kitten heel is walk in them. Look, I, I feel like a, a, each week I'm... The person that's dragging this podcast down, 
I've noticed it's me. And we needn't speak about orthotics. I mean, last time I was talking about chin hair and, 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 and nipple hair. And now it's orthotic insoles. I've got to... Let, for the love of... Alison, save me. Well, I mean, we were going to talk about fish fingers. So I actually think that we went with a pretty interesting topic. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not a euphemism. You can't say... <laughs> You can't, you can't follow a conversation from me and say, well, you know, Jen and I were talking about fish fingers. We, you need to contextualise that. Please, Alison, contextualise that. Sure. Jen makes her own homemade fish fingers that I uh, saw yesterday, her children eating them. And they're, they look fantastic. And we were telling Maureen about them because, you know, we're on the healthy eating I, th- I would say we all are. I mean, we always, uh, you know, talk about Maureen, but we're all trying. And uh, Jen makes great homemade fish fingers and taught us how to do it yesterday. So I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited to, uh, to eat Jen's fish fingers. <laughs> Sorry. But we were talking about fish fingers. I mean, Alison, <laughs> honestly, we're going to have to edit that bit out. We can't have hear you saying, I'm excited to eat Jen's fish fingers with that voice. I am excited to eat Jennifer's fish fingers. Is that a better voice? No, that's actually worse, if anything. Um, <laughs> The the reason why we're bringing this up, and 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 again, it's not particularly interesting that I made fish fingers. It's not. But we were talking about it, and I I, I just said, you know, that I I was um, frying these fish fingers for the children because it's the the fish is already sort of fresh, and then I do flour and uh, egg breadcrumbs, blah, 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 stick it. And and Alison said, oh no, oh well, can you could you bake them? Could you grill them? I said, of course you can. I mean, you know, uh, it's what you do with normal fish fingers. And Maureen said. No, nobody cooks fish fingers in the oven or grills them. Everybody fries them. And Alison and I said to Maureen, genuinely, I don't know anyone that fries their fish fingers. Everyone I know, every human being that I know grills them or puts them in the oven. And then Maureen's response was, "She was you were livid, actually. Yeah, well, it was like, what a waste of heat, bunging them in the oven. Just bung them in the, bung them in the frying pan, fry them. That's what fish fingers are meant to be, fried. They're not, actually, Maureen. Read the instructions. It very much says oven bake. <laughs> no, well, that's wrong. They're meant to be fried. <laughs> it's 100% not wrong. They're fried. You fry them. Listen, what have you learned from this healthy eating course? In the spirit of healthy eating, Maureen, you don't bung anything in the frying pan if you can grill it. No, but it tastes nicer, isn't it? It, it, it actually doesn't. But it does taste nicer because it's got, you know, that crispy thing. It also, is crispy I've, in the oven. But I haven't been able to work my grill because the numbers have come off my oven, haven't I? So I can't put anything really... I don't like putting things in the oven. But I've never heard of anyone baking fish fingers. I find that ridiculous. Well, you grill them. I, 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 look, I don't have to bring Leanne into this because I can see from Leanne's face where she's equally looking at you in disbelief. No, you bung them in the frying pan. You don't pan. bung them in the frying pan. I think we've all learned, we've all learned that there are two ways to prepare fish fingers. One we did not know of in the frying pan. <laughs> Yeah, and now Maureen has learned about another way. So really, what we've done here is a great exchange of information, everyone. Can I just say, this This sums up the difference between our relationships. Me and Jen were just carrying arguing, whereas Alison's like, well, I think we've all learned something. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we've learned is that Maureen will always find the wrong way to do something and then stand by it till the day she dies. Even if the instructions, there's nowhere on the instructions of Fish Fingers that says pan fry. It says grill or put it in the oven. It, it actually 
is better that way. I don't want to lose my shit over. Okay, this is it. Right, right. Fast forward, Jen's goat. Fast forward it. Jen's goat is happening now. Jen's goat is not happening at the end of the show. Jen's goat is happening. I don't want to get why I go. I don't want to get why I go. Why can't you go? Is you insisting on something being correct when it is absolutely incorrect? Nobody fries their fingers. Everybody grills them or puts them in the My mum does. All my family do. What? What? Is this a Scottish thing? Is this a Scottish... All right. Can the Scottish listeners please get in contact? <laughs> contact us on womentalkingbollocks at gmail.com. Put in fish fingers in the subject and tell us, how do you cook your fish fingers? In fact, wherever you're from, get on Twitter, get on Instagram. Come on, pick a team. Are you frying them or are you grilling them? I want to hear from you people. And then I guess what? Next week, we're going to figure out who has grilled or fried the most. And... and and, and and we'll see who the winner is, Maureen. And I'll tell you who won't be the winner, and it won't be you. The winner will be me because I am right. Do you know what? I've just Googled. I've just Googled because Google ha- has the answer to everything. And I put, how do you cook fish fingers? The number one, okay, first thing that came up. <sighs> oh, no. Alison. <laughs> Alison, no, don't. <laughs> don't. No, I can't take it. I cannot handle this. This is what it says. It is pronounced hokey pokey. That is what it says. Ah! I'm not going to say the answer now because Jen will lose her shit. But all I'm saying is... Oh, I'm going to Google it though. Bloody hell. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I I literally can't have more in being correct about this. Look... Buttermilk. Can I just point out buttermilk? I know. I know. And, I, and actually, my goat has been got, right? So that, 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 that part of the show is over. So we're going to have to have to think something else to end the show. Fine. Okay. Uh, my goat is still got because even if you think <laughs> it tastes better fried, everything we know about health and nutrition tells us to grill it or to put it in the oven. Doesn't it? Well, I'm just saying, first thing comes up says cooking instructions, deep fry, to deep fry from frozen. <laughs> but but then scroll down a bit, then there is one for baking in the oven, too. Yeah, but fry comes it, first. It did come first, I'm sorry. I literally don't know anyone who's deep frying their fish fingers. I just, it's absolutely blown my brain that anyone would pick up a fish finger and the first thing they say is, stick that in the fat fryer. I mean, I just... Whatever. Look, for now, we're going to have to put this argument to bed because we need to continue with what is called a podcast. I don't know if you know this, but that's what we're doing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, because I've got I've got lunch coming up, fish, fish fingers and buttermilk. So <laughs> <laughs> Jen Brister has left the building. Look, I'm going to close my Internet. Don't close my Internet. <laughs> I meant my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. Makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out a bit, okay? <laughs> Before we completely lose our minds over fishy fingers, let's hand ourselves over to the very incapable, sorry, capable hands <laughs> of Maureen Younger and find out what has been her be more Maureen moment. Okay, this is one one from the classics. Uh, Joe knows this one. I uh, This is long before mobile phones, before GPS, where you needed an A to Z to get anywhere. And I lived at the time I lived in Earl's Court. My good friend lived in South Ken. I was having a birthday party in Camden, don't ask. And um, she said, I'll drive you there. Do you know the way? I was like, yeah, I know the way. Don't need to bring an A to Z. Like, no, I know the way. I've been there loads of times. What I forgot to mention was I only knew the way by following the 31 bus. So I didn't actually know how to drive there, but I, I knew the bus route. 
um, which I didn't really explain. So we had to follow the 31 bus from Earl's Court all the way to Camden. There's a lot of stops on that route. Like my friend Minica, she's a very patient, older than me, Belgian woman. But by, I think by the time we got to Kilburn Broadway, she'd kind of lost it. Because <laughs> we just had to, because we had to kind of park every time the bus stopped and wait and then carry on. But also you said to her, I know the bus route. No, I didn't, no, I didn't say I know the bus route. I said I knew the way. It was only when we started driving, I said, oh no, we've just got to follow the 31 bus. But if you say you know the way, then that suggests... Well, I didn't know the way. You didn't know the way. Yeah, you just follow the 31 bus. But that's not the way, is it, Maureen? <laughs> well, it is the way. It, well, it goes that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I would have lost it by the second bus stop. Oh, you would have kicked me out by Kensington High Street. I would have been like, get out at this bus stop. You can get out at this one. <laughs> I would have stopped off at a WH Smith and said, buy a fucking A to Z and then come back in the car and then we'll take but it from I, there. But I wasn't lying. Like, I did know the way. I just hadn't pointed out that I only knew it by following the no, bus. No, the bus driver knows the way. You don't know the way. <laughs> you, you, you don't know the way, Maureen. Otherwise, you would be able to take her there. And obviously it's not the most direct route, is it, really, when you go by bus? It's a scenic route. You showed her a lot of um, uh, probably parking spots that she did not know about <laughs> before that. So, I mean, she learned some stuff. It's interesting how your brain works. I know the way. To anyone else is, I know the way. That's, I know how to get there. I know the way. That's how, if someone says to you, do you know the way? I'll go, yeah, I know the way. What, what's the way? I'll, I'll show you the way because I know the way. Maureen says, I know the way. Do you know the way? Yes, says Maureen, I know the way. Get there. She doesn't know the way. I know that if you follow that bus, that will take us there. That's not <laughs> the same thing! But I like the logic. It's Maureen's brain. Because I didn't, did know the way. It was just follow the bus. You didn't know the way, Maureen. <laughs> because if you'd known the way, you wouldn't have needed to follow the bus. <laughs> 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 I think this may be the most frustrating episode we've ever done. Am I hormonal? Is this me? It might be me. It might be PMST PTS. I don't maybe I think it's PTSD actually. Um I <laughs> Maureen, this is the most frustrating episode I've ever recorded with you and I don't know what to do about it. It is the but it is I didn't know. I knew what bus it was, didn't I? There you go. You knew the bus. <laughs> I know that that is the answer. I knew I know the bus to take to get there. I knew the right bus. It was the right bus. I gotta shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. Okay. That was an excellent be more boring moment. Yeah, that was great. Next point. <laughs> right. I think we have to uh find some semblance of sanity. And I think the only way to do that is to go over to see Alison June Smith and ask Alison. Go to the gym. Get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Okay, our problem today is two friends who cannot see eye to eye. No, I'm kidding. All right, our problem today. <laughs> Two friends who have totally different logic trying to be together in life. Um, it's a horror movie, actually, that I'm going to recommend. So the real problem today, um, which I like this one. I Well, I like all the problems that come in. But um, I'm so in love with my partner, but I hate their family. Throughout the lockdown, we haven't had to see them. It's been a joy. But now 
They are pressuring us as they want to see us more, and I don't want to. What Oof. can I do? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think this would be interesting if you have had a vacation from them because of the pandemic, as many of us have had a vac- vacation. We talk about the people that we want to see, but we also forget during the pando the people that we haven't wanted to see and have not had to see. So now we're getting up to that point again. So they didn't go into detail about the relationship with the, their partner and their family. So I'm assuming their partner really likes their weird family. So we're going we're gonna to build off of that one is what we're doing. So here are some things I think you can do before you have to see the, the old extended family again. Um, obviously, number one, you've got to talk to your partner. I know it might be difficult, but you have to express maybe some of the difficulties that you have with their family. Now, it's all in phrasing, all right? It's delicate. You have to be careful when you're talking to family. So maybe instead of saying things like, uh, your sister blames me and cuts me out all the time, you could say things like, I don't feel like I'm close enough to your sister as I would like to be. Huh? Polite phrasing, changing it up so you can begin to discuss perhaps some of the issues that you might be having. In talking about their family, you might learn a little bit more about the family culture, which might help you a little bit to be able to establish some better relationships. The main point to talking to your partner is you got to set up a plan of action. You got to establish some boundaries, okay? Maybe you put out this. Maybe I don't go to all the events and all the gatherings. Maybe I need some time by myself at home alone. So maybe you and the kids or you can go with your partner. And if you're worried that the family's not going to like it, who cares you don't like the family anyway? So by establishing these boundaries and some time apart, you're going to put yourself into a better headspace for when you are with them. Okay, so that's number one. Please also don't force any guilt on your partner, okay? Allow them to have their relationships with their family. You're establishing your own boundaries, but by cutting them off from their family, I mean, that's just going to cause a whole new line of issues. So never get them to cut off their relationships. Encourage them to have them. But I'm just saying you select when you want to be a part of those gatherings. That's a big thing. So when you see them, this is the actual getting to the the nitty-gritty of being with them. Number one, and I always say this, Number one, manage your own expectations, all right? The only thing we can do is control how we react to certain environments. So get your expectations ready. But, I mean, there are other things you can do. I suggest, oh, this is awful, but if you bring a gift when you visit with them, and if you make it a gift that's a bit of a conversational piece, that gives you something to talk about right away, all right? So what we're going to try to do now is build things that we can talk about. Don't drink when you're around them, okay? If you don't like people, I'm going to say, number one, put down the booze. You might think it helps. It does not, everyone. Put down the booze. Get out of the house, okay? Maybe just sitting around in houses with them is a big problem. Encourage doing things outside because also by doing new things together, you're creating experiences that then you can talk about that are new to the both of you. And that's kind of more of a middle ground to establish things on. So sometimes getting out of the houses and doing something is a nice way to deal with those people that you don't necessarily want to be around. Uh, Don't stay over at their place. Or if you have to go to a distance to visit them, maybe get a hotel. Find a safe space so you're not there all the time. And these are discussions that you can begin to have again with your partner in a delicate way. Develop selective hearing. 
if this is one of those families that they're always saying crap to you. Just develop the ability to hear some things and not hear other things or get a stuck needle response. So when they're saying things that you hate, reply with, um, I know you feel strongly uh, about this particular thing. So I think in this instance, we're going to have to agree to disagree and leave it at that. And that could be your response to anything that they say. Um, And my number one thing, and I know a lot of people will disagree with me, just kill them with kindness. This is what I learned from Donna when I worked at Walmart in the jewelry department many years ago. (laughs) My first job. And people would be horrible to me. Horrible. A 16-year-old girl, and they're yelling at me. Hey, buddy, you're the one buying a wedding ring at Walmart. I'm just saying, (laughs) who's the lucky lady? Don't get mad at me. Uh, But... Donna at the jewelry, she, she'd worked there for years. She'd smoked like a million packs of cigarettes. And she used to just always say, kill him with kindness, honey. Kill him with kindness. And so that I've taken that with me everywhere in life. If you outkind someone, it might be hard work. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, you went high when they went low, as Michelle Obama would say. That is my advice for today. Alison, thank you very much. Again, great advice. I really want to meet Donna. She sounds like... A lot of fun. <laughs> it is tricky, isn't it? Other people's families, particularly if it's your partner, uh, you cannot lose these people. Much the same as your own family. You do have to see them uh, and it can be tricky. I am very fortunate in that I actually get on with my girlfriend's family, but I have had previous partners who I haven't either got on with their family or you're not going to believe this. They haven't liked me. Can you believe this? This is absolutely unbelievable. Um I don't know why, because I'm very laid back, easygoing kind of gal. Um, But apparently I've rubbed people up the wrong way. Uh, And that has been in evidence in the past. And uh, it's even harder when you're trying to get them to like you. And they don't like you. And they never will. And they still don't. Even when they see you on QI, they think you're shit. (laughs) But, you know, it's fine. I mean, we we don't hang on to these things. Alison, thanks very much. I know Maureen was taking notes, actually. Uh, during that piece uh, because I know that uh, Maureen was learning a lot about going high not going low and um, oh no I always go low yeah okay good <laughs> great well <laughs> you know he's like sometimes be the better human being it's like I'm not yeah I mean let's not all be rounded people some of us can we we get halfway around the clock and we just stop there that's okay there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, 
and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? And now, of course, it's time to find out what we've all been watching on our televisiones. What a week it's been. Maureen, what have you been watching? I watched a really awful film called This Means War. Oh, I can't believe you watched that. I did watch the whole thing, actually. It's got a great cast. It's got Chris Pine, Tom Hardy and Reese Witherspoon. Who is Chris Pine? Oh, you would recognise him. He's from, like, he's in Star Wars and... Not not Star Wars, um, Star Trek. Oh, I know who he is. Oh, he plays um, Captain Kirk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh, the banter between those two are great, but the script, continuity, the storyline, it's just a load of rubbish. Oh, okay, there's quite a lot there, isn't it? The script, the continuity, the storyline. So, yeah. so the movie, essentially the, the movie. Yeah. The direction. The movie is rubbish. But, you know... Um, I kind of was in one of those moods where I just wanted some bubblegum TV where you don't really have to concentrate. And, and I thought it was going to be better than it because it was a great cast. And then you start watching it and you're like, uh, it's like a rom-com. They're fighting. They're top secret spies and they're fighting over Reese Witherspoon. That's basically the plot. Oh, oh, I know exactly what movie this is. I saw it being, I, I yes, I saw it being trailed. And even in the trailer, I thought that looks terrible. And I was right. There we go. Do you know what? I'll watch almost anything that Tom Hardy's in. But even I saw the trailer for that. I was like, Oofed. this is the movie that they were all forced by their agents to do. You know how they like you get to choose the movies you want to do. And then there's always one a year that you're like, and you got to do this one, too. So I'm pretty sure that all those great actors were like, oh, here's the crap movie I got to do for my agent this year. And that's... it doesn't sound like a script that they would have read and gone, I must do this. This rom-com <laughs> moves me. I must. Yeah. Like the continuity at one point Reese has got this, you know, all her hair flowing and the next minute she's in a bar and it's all tied up and you're like, yeah, I mean, her hair's up, her hair's down. Pick a hairstyle. So yeah, so um that's a film perhaps you might not want to watch. So I'm glad I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what? It's just sometimes it's good to know what films to swerve, isn't it? I watched a film. Um I watch I'm okay, I've got I watched two things. She says putting up four fingers. I don't know what the hell's the matter with me. <laughs> Good, good job this not a visual medium, otherwise people would go, well, that woman can't count. I saw two things. I saw a movie, um, Whackin Phoenix. Um, uh, it, it made a big impression on you. <laughs> Just let me Google the film. Hang on. No, 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 no. I'm trying to remember. Uh, um, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And John C. Riley. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good cast. So, yeah, amazing cast. It's called The Sisters Brothers. It is a Western, but don't let that put you off if you're like, I hate Westerns. It's about two brothers, the sisters, brothers, uh, and they're basically contracted out by this guy to do various different jobs. And if they don't fulfill the contract, then they'll basically be murdered, killed. And basically, the older brother played by John C. Riley's that the only reason I got into this is because my younger brother... He got caught up in this and I can't leave him on his own. And basically what happens is they're contracted out to, to find this chemist who knows how to find gold. Because when he puts this uh, chemical formula in the water, any gold that is in the water during the gold rush period glows. 
but it's very caustic, this um, uh, formula. Anyway, so that's what they're contracted out to do, is to capture this guy. And, and they've got Jake Gyllenhaal as a private investigator to find this guy. Jake Gyllenhaal's character finds him, and then so the story begins. It's a good movie, but it's kind of more about their relationship, and it's kind of more about... In a way, not very much happens in the movie, but it's it's really watchable. It's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's it's on Netflix and it's very watchable. And also the, the, the acting in it is great. I did spend a lot of the time wishing that they could have a wash, which they do at one point. So if you're, you like me, find yourself watching really greasy, smelly looking men thinking, when are they going to bath? They do. They do. So just know that that will happen. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. So that was a bit of uh, sort of escapism. It, it, and it was kind of a drama, but it wasn't too heavy. I watched a series that was, I chose deliberately because I wanted to, uh, an antidote from the terror, right? Uh, and I watched a show called The Flight Attendant, yeah, which is on Now TV. Um, I think it's an HBO Max production and it has Kaylee Cuoco. She is brilliant in it. She manages, obviously she's a, a very adept a comic actor but she's really done well with the drama bit and it, it's not a relaxing watch actually it is a comedy but it, it isn't relaxing it's actually a very stressful watch and I, I did find halfway through as I said to Chloe I think I've really we've we've chosen wrong again here we were thinking that we'd we'd chosen a comedy and yet now I appear to be very tense and quite stressed out um but it's enjoyable and I enjoyed it the whole way through but Chloe in case you want to hear the flip side didn't she got halfway through and went this has lost its way the suspension of disbelief I, you, you, it stretched too far but I kind of don't care about that because I wanted a bit of something that was a bit of nonsense do you know what I mean so but her performance is outstanding and she's brilliant in it so I can highly recommend that Alison what have you been horror filming I am very excited. Uh, actually, it was Danny that brought this one to my attention because I was talking to him. I was like, the problem was family, not wanting to see family. And he's like, oh, I got the film. And uh, when he said this one to me, I was like, oh, my God, because we have watched this, I'm going to say four or five times. We have really enjoyed it. It is action packed. It is exciting. It is called Your Next. The Davidsons, an upper-class family, are extremely wealthy but also estranged. In an attempt to mend their broken family ties, they decide to celebrate their wedding anniversary by inviting their four children and their children's significant others to their weekend estate. Sounds lovely, getting together. But the celebration gets off to a rocky start when a crossbow-wielding assailant in an animal mask suddenly attacks. The Davidsons must pull together or die. Honestly... This movie, it blew my mind. It is, now, yes, it's a horror, there, but it's not, um, it's more of like a action-packed scare. So I'm almost going to say it's a horror thriller. Is it gruesome? No. I'm going to say no. Because, yes, there's some points where people get shot with an arrow, but that's not horrible. And there's not a lot of, like, there's a couple of gruesome moments in it. I know, look at me, I'm like totally desensitized. I mean, some guy gets his arm ripped off, but that's that's normal, right? No, no, there's no arms ripped off. But it is just so on the edge of your seat. If you're looking for an adrenaline kind of ridden movie, this is a great one. I, I would say, it, it, again, it's almost a bit more thriller than horror, but the turns and the twists in this movie, very exciting. You're next, yeah. 
Yeah. You're next. A good thriller, a horror thriller, but more emphasis on the thriller than the horror. Yeah, but still scary. You're scared because shit's happening left, right and center. It's very exciting. I mean, imagine if you went to a family dinner and a crossbow killed one of your family. It's fascinating, guys. Depends on the family member, though, wouldn't it? Well, this is true. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Actually sounds awful. But thank you very much, Alison. And... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and it's not a crappy one either. It got good reviews. It's up there. It's not like one of these B-rate horrors I'm trying to push on people. This is a quality. I don't mind a B-rate horror. In fact, sometimes, you know where you stand with a B-rate horror. In fact, I don't want anything where everyone goes, this is the kind of movie that you'll, if you go to sleep after this, you'll never wake up because you'll be too scared. I don't want that. I want something where I'm like, what is this? I actually like the term, a lot of the horror movies I like, I think are bubblegum horror movies. And now it's going to be Maureen's Cultural uh-huh. Corner. I haven't started it, Maureen. Hello. I'm, I'm going to start that again. <laughs> We're going to talk about film noir. So I don't know if you're fans of film noir. It's actually a, it was French critics actually called it. It's films that are generally from the 40s and 50s, uh, black and white, usually have an anti-hero. They have quite dark themes. They usually a femme fatale. And I, I, I love a, a good film noir. So these are three of my favourites. Um, and also they were very influenced by... Um, European cinema. So two of the directors I'm going to talk about were actually Austrian. The Big Heat by Fritz Lang, which is a brilliant movie uh, from 1953. You've got Glenn Ford as an incorruptible cop. He's very dogged. He's tracking down a criminal gang, pays a very heavy personal price in it. And it's got Gloria Graham, who is absolutely fantastic as the gangster mole. Uh, There was a great film about her life, Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, which is worth a watch. And uh, Lee Marvin plays the... um, gangster kind of henchman and yeah you talk about fear like you know obviously it was the 50s so they're limited about what they could do he is one of the scariest characters in movie history he's frightening and there's a scene with him and Gloria Graham I won't spoil it which is horrific and um it's such a good good film I totally recommend that uh, the one that you probably all have heard of is the Maltese Falcon from 1941 which is John Houston's first movie and it's got Bogey in it, uh, Humphrey Bogart and Sam Spade. And he became kind of the archetype of that kind of down at heel, cynical PI that you see a lot in film noir. And also, as an added bonus, it's got Peter Lorre, also Austrian, and Sidney Greenstreet in it as well. Lovely. This is the great thing about the 40s and 50s movies and 30s movies. Great character actors. And the last one is Double Indemnity, Billy Wilder. Uh, it's based on a James McCain uh, novel. And it's kind of like a, like a blueprint for film noir. You've got Fred McMurray, who's the murderer, and he was like the Tom Hanks of the time. So people were really upset that he played a murderer. And in one case, some woman came up to him and punched him in the face. She was so angry that he'd, he was the murderer in this. You've got Barbara Stanwyck, who's the femme fatale of femme fatales. There's a great scene when she's her and Fred McMurray are getting off with each other. It's, it's great. Only 40s dialogue. You couldn't you couldn't do that now. You've also got uh, Edward G. Robinson, insurance man, who suspects that there's something wrong with the insurance claim about her dead husband. And I first saw it in the cinema, and there's a scene where he's just hiding behind a door. So if, the, if Edward G. Robinson spots him, he'll know he's the murderer. And honestly, I was literally on the edge of my seat. I thought, oh, this is, why the, this is where that phrase comes from. Because I was on the edge of my seat going, oh, don't, for God's sake, don't open the door, don't open the door. And um, the other thing about that film is apparently it's the first film, according to Billy Wilder, where the car stalls. Because he wanted to make it more dramatic. He said, what can I do? And he stalled the car. And of course, now it's kind of a trope that's in every movie. But that was the first time that uh, it happened in the film. And it's a fantastic movie. Three great films, totally recommend them. Brilliant, Maureen. They all sound fantastic. I expect some of those you could probably stream, can't you? 
I should think so. I mean, to be fair, I've got the DVDs. You know what I'm like. I know you've got the DVDs, but actually, you'll be surprised if you get onto Netflix. Netflix has a whole. It's not. A, it's not a huge selection, but it has a, a selection of classic films that you can get. The same with Prime if you're on either of those. Um, and sometimes you get lucky, and YouTube have got it. And the BBC does does classic films as well. Yes, the BBC have got a whole load of classic films at the moment available. Um, so check those out as well. Thank you very much, Maureen Younger. Um, that was a corner that was cultured and actually made sense. So I, I have got nothing. No, I've got no feedback, actually. Well done. <laughs> so we are actually officially at the end of the podcast because we've already done The Goat. We did it at the beginning of the show. Um, we can use this opportunity to... Tell Maureen she's wrong again if you want to. Okay, fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, I'm actually trying to drag this podcast out a little bit because very soon, once this podcast is finished, I will have to paint my son's room. So if we, if if you, if we can all agree that this is now a two-hour podcast, that would be great. Um, uh, or probably, I suspect what will happen is I'll tell Chloe it was a two-hour extended episode, and I'll just sit here in the dark. So um, lock the door and just laugh and scream every so often. So she thinks you're still doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Every now and again, go, ah, or oh, don't be stupid. Um, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Ladies, uh, it's been an absolute delight as always. Um, should we do this again next week? Yeah. yeah. What the hell, eh? Wow. Let's keep going. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else have we got going on? Nothing. Well, we've got the new material night, haven't we, next week? Yeah, don't don't belittle our new material night. And we've got to write jokes for it as well. Yeah, I mean, let's all let's all take that one joke that we have and uh, hope it lasts an hour. And we haven't figured out who's hosting, so look forward to that, everyone. Let's see who's hosting this week. It's who's ever got the least mat- new material, let's face it. That's exactly <laughs> it. And with that, <laughs> we'll leave you there. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs> women talking bollocks thanks so much for listening please do continue to like and subscribe on our Acast page wherever you get your podcasts if you enjoyed today's episode leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones particularly mine and we're also on Patreon now so we're going to be sharing extra content and we'd love you to join us there join us <laughs> want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.